Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bats. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner. For a must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday here. It is live. a baseball Wednesday. Live from the poop-filled Willamette. We are officially in after-dark territory, sir. We are hot corner after dark, and my friend, that is what I'm all about. Now, isn't this Sunday uh, fall back? Daylight savings? Oh, man, we still do daylight savings? Yes. We didn't give up on this? It hasn't changed yet. Yes. Oh, my They're goodness. They're talking about changing it. It hasn't changed yet. Isn't I, it this coming weekend or is it next weekend? I have no idea. To be honest, I have no idea. It's not the bad one because we gain an hour of sleep. Right. It's the fall back. Yeah. Spring forward is terrible. I have no idea. Especially when you have a morning radio show and you lose an hour of sleep on Sunday morning. That's not fun. I tend to be a science-driven person. Despite the fact that I know nothing about science, like I understand what atoms are and I understand that chemical compounds and electrons and protons Neutrons. and neutrons, like I, I, I know what they are, but I don't understand. You know the that. names of yes, them. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you yes. remember seeing images in your science textbook in high school. Yes. At, Shout um, out Mr. Schultz, Hudson's Bay High Hudson's School. Hudson's Bay. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Um, I, like I understand them, but I still don't know. But I just, I know they're a lot more smarter than me. So I just let that, I, 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 a blind faith. I am the most blind faith 
in science than anything on this planet. Okay. And it's and, probably a good thing to have blind faith in, I would imagine. Yes. Well, it's based on facts and not opinions. <laughs> uh, and they, and science, them, they, you know, because they are non, they're non-gender based. They are they. What do you mean, they people? They people uh, tend tend to be the most accurate. And they are telling me that daylight savings is not worth it anymore. It was a great way to judge the seasons in farmland, which I am a full supporter of local farms. But now that we have technology, we don't need it as much anymore. So if we could just... Adios, the daylight savings, that'd be great. Although. Well, that's the plan, right? Isn't California, Oregon, Washington, Cascadia, as you want to call it? Idaho, maybe, Nevada, all being like, yeah, maybe we can get rid of this. Idaho, you're cute. Idaho and science. I'm just, I'm putting states together, man. Where do we live? That's like, I just made a border, baby. Idaho's like, I made a peanut butter and mac and cheese sandwich the other day, and it was delicious. And we're like, no. That wasn't. Maybe it was, dude. No, it's not. You know what's great? What? Peanut butter. Yeah. You know what's great? Mac and cheese. Cool. Maybe they go together, dude. How do you um, know? You've never tried it. You've never tried it. Neither have I. You've never tried it. Okay. Well, college basketball is great, <laughs> and so is baseball, but that doesn't mean I want to watch college basketball players play baseball and vice versa. Well, no, 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 no. See, you're, you're misunderstanding my point here. Ah, it's is about this, com- this is where I get mansplained here. It's okay? about combining it together. Ah, ah so, so how if, do we find had, a way? If you had a baseball game break out in the middle of a college basketball floor while a basketball game was going on. <laughs> okay, I'm in on that. Well, exactly. I'm in on that. That's what I'm saying. And if you right combine now, two things. And Aaron Judge comes to the plate and uh, Brian Cashman, the manager of the Yankees, or at least should be the manager of the Yankees, comes out and is like, all right, this is where I pull the card. I'd like to play basketball now. And the pitcher on the mound is 5'10", and Aaron Judge is 6'6", and it's like, all right, it's time to play basketball. (laughs) And Judge is like, yeah, I got this. Antonio Gates would still have a gig. So yeah. would Tony Gonzalez. Yes, yes, they both would. Those, both those Hall of Julius Fame. Julius Thomas. Yeah, both those Hall of Fame tight ends would uh, still be playing in their 40s because they're like, well, I can do both. So you just you just agreed with my point. I hate it when you do that. What, make a good point? Well, yeah, because you're right and I'm wrong and, you know, <laughs> the ego. and. Well, look, it could very well be disgusting, but as I've learned – in my tinkerings with food. Ah, okay. Uh, sometimes things that you think might go together, even though you've never had it, and probably no one's ever had it, actually do go together. Like, my, I've, I've probably talked about this in the show because I'm very proud of my invention, but the cream cheese, peanut butter, and jelly on a half bagel, delightful. <laughs> because not, cream cheese and jelly is great together. I'm not into that. Peanut butter and jelly is great together. And I was like, cream cheese and peanut butter is probably good together. So no. I did it all at once. Ugh. It's great. Oof, I'm it's out delightful. I'm out on that. Just try it. The peanut butter banana thing, Don't like I, the, the peanut butter banana thing, I got into that. The Elvis? Yes, I got into that. And I yeah. didn't even know it was Elvis. Me neither. I just had it as a kid growing up. Yeah. I would cut the banana in half and just spread peanut butter on it. And I didn't. I found that out later in life, like college years. I was like, you have banana and peanut butter sandwiches? That's <laughs> disgusting. And then I tried and I was like, oh, okay, this works. Yeah, it does. Peanut so butter you- and mac and cheese, though, Mike, can you at least meet me in the middle here? All I'm saying is I don't know if that would actually be bad. I don't know if that's a thing either. I just strongly believe it's not a thing. But I just love mac and cheese, and I just love peanut butter. 
and I want it to be a thing now. Okay, cool. Well, I want Francisco Lindor to be the shortstop of the Indians forever. But, well, you know, sometimes you don't get guess what you what? want. You don't have control over that. I can make mac and cheese and peanut butter and try it. <laughs> All right. You and know I, what? You know what? I might do you're this. You're going to do it? I might go get a, a little what easy kind of mac craft, and cheese? Just an easy craft. Okay. Just a simple one. Just box mac and cheese. And I might just melt a little peanut butter in a bowl and just drizzle it on top and see how it tastes. But you're I, not going to put it on bread. Well, no, you just said mix them together. I said a mac and cheese and peanut butter oh, sandwich. Okay, sure. I'll put it on I'll put it on bread. You'll put it on bread. Challenge me, Patrick. Come on. All right. This is also the same man that ate what was that McDonald's challenge? <laughs> You're never gonna live this down, Mike. Uh it was three double quarter pounders, a single quarter pounder. Uh it was twenty McNuggets, it was four large Diet Cokes, and it was two or four fries. You know, that's how I had to like... eat it in two hours, and I did it. And I hated myself, yeah. but I did it. That sounds like this. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. At least the A is definitely what people are thinking of. <laughs> How does your A-bomb from A-Rod feel right now? Uh, I mean, right now it's fine because I didn't <laughs> have that now. I had that five months ago. But... <laughs> Oakley, Oakley. Well, let's get out of this, cause. Uh, Are you uncomfortable talking about a bombs from a rods and? Well, I love peanut butter sandwiches with mac and cheese. <laughs> I love a bombs from a rods. I had created the drop. <laughs> and he would lift it, and the tip would always touch. And it would make things go off. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Oakley Dougley. Well, we got, a, we got a lot in store for you today as Major League Baseball. Uh, this is some of the most fun playoffs I've seen in a while just because COVID and all that kind of stuff. For some reason, I have really gravitated towards these playoffs this year. And so we got a lot of playoffs to get for you, get to you today. Um, let's see. Joe Fisher will be here in a minute. Yeah, he gave me the 15-minute warning seven minutes ago. Yeah, so he's he's, he's a little bit behind, but we'll get we'll get the whole band back together as Mike fills in some shoes. Uh, thank you for that, good sir. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We got four playoff series, and I think all of them are intriguing for their own various reasons. There's no common denominators in any of them. They're just kind of doing their own thing. We got Ronald Acuna. We got Yankee pitching slash managing. We got... The A's trying to beat the cheaters, and we got Kershaw tonight. We got so much to get into, and we'll try to dive into all that. You can find us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can find me on Instagram at PDiddy085. Uh, speaking of that, the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. We had a really great recording today, a great guest in Kevin Davey, the head brew, head master brewmaster. Headmaster Brewer. Headmaster Brewer, as we call Headmaster him. Headmaster Brewer. He at, demanded we call him that. At Wayfinder, we talk fest beers. So it is topical. It's current with uh, a up-and-coming rising legend of the Portland beer industry. So make sure you download that wherever you get that, including radio.com and at 10 of the fan. You can uh, text the fan test line, text line at 503-250-1080. The fan, that bad boy, lets you interact with us. Throughout the entire show, when we come back, where do you want to start, Mike? Do you want to start? Boy, there. What's we, the most interesting series to you right now? To me, it's Atlanta, Miami. Really? Honestly, yeah. Sure, let's start there. To me, I would like to start there. Plus, they're mostly the morning games, so I almost view this as like a schedule thing. So you want to go Atlanta, Miami, Houston, Oakland, New York, Tampa, L.A., San Diego? I think it's great. That's just the scheduled series. I think it's a great way to go. Plus, you know, I'm about to switch. It's the bottom of the eighth. 
Tampa's up 8-2 over the Yanks. I'm about to switch over. Yeah, I'm crying. And, and start to watch the Dodger game. Uh, sorry, start to watch the Padre game. Um, Dodgers are winning. So. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that might be a good way to do it. You want to do that? Let's do it. All right. When we come back, Atlanta, Miami is where we begin in the ballpark of Arlington. What's the new place called? Globe Life Park. Globe Life Park. Place looks amazing. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 717 here, 718 as we're about to approach that. Cody Bellinger just went deep off Zach Davies in the fourth inning to put it 4-1 Dodgers. But also an intriguing thing is can I be, can Carlo, I be excited? Giancarlo Lynch just went deep for the Yankees. For the fifth consecutive postseason game. Which I think is one short of the record. Ooh, I don't know. I think I saw it the other night when you I was watching. tied wa- the Yankee record yesterday. I think I saw it the other night when I was watching. I think it's six games in a row. Six postseason games in a row where you hit a home run. Well, he's he's made it eight to four. And now there's a there's a small sliver of hope, which is probably stupid to have, and I hate myself for feeling it. But, you know, Glaber Day is up, and there's only one out. And maybe we'll get a couple more across. And yes, I said we because I'm part of the team and shut up. And um, yeah, you know, maybe just maybe, right? Well, as Jim Carrey said once, you're saying I've got a chance. Saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. I being think, down four is way better than being down six. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into Yankees Rays. We'll keep you updated on the scores on both of these games going on. We'll get into the Yankees Rays in a little bit. Um, I was about to like really dive into this because I got some like. Now, I don't want to say hot takes, okay, but I've got opinions. I've got thoughts. On the Yankee series? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, save it. I mean, I think this is the best series of all four. Well, of course, in terms of just like notoriety and the competition of, and the teams hating each of other. Of me watching baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But yet you are very intrigued by Atlanta-Miami. I am very intrigued by Atlanta-Miami, and I want to start there. I thought the game, I thought game one was massively entertaining. And we can get to the, the the subplots here in a second. We can get to game two today. But I thought the game was massively entertaining. And the most and, and and what I take away from this, Mike, and I'm I'm really curious on your opinions as, as well, is Atlanta's the better team. Yes. There's no doubt about that. We know that. Roster, roster based, manager. I think Snitker's better than Mattingly. Um I think it's probably a wash, to be honest. It's with probably you, but... a wash, but I would probably lead Snedeker over Mattingly, um, but he's got the better team. So who really knows the fact that the Marlins are rebuilding and Jeet still believes in Mattingly. I don't know if that's a Yankee thing. I don't think it is. I mean, to be fair, did he lead him to the playoffs in the COVID weird year? Of course he did. He did, but it's pretty impressive, but I think he could have easily been fired before this season is yeah. what I'm saying. Because, because we've seen this all the time. Like before AJ Hinch got the Astros gig, they fired whatever dude was in line for that. Before Jace Tingler takes over the Padres. The Tingler. You know, before Tingler takes over the Padres, they fire the dude that, you know, had to sit there and babysit Andy this Green. garbage team. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, so it could have been very easy for them to fire Mattingly. And the fact they kept him around, I don't know. You might be right. I, I do it's wanna, probably a wash. I do want to say, I don't know if I said this on the show last week or if it was just something I was thinking, but 
I mean, how about the Marlins? They, they are a team that has one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. You can say the same thing about the A's and, and the Rays in, that, in this situation, but one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. They tore the team down to the studs. You get rid of Marcelo Zuna and Christian Yelich and JT Romuto. And Giancarlo Lynch. And Giancarlo. Their outfield could be Ozuna, Yelich, and Stanton right With now. With Romuto and catcher. kidding me? And a Jose Fernandez alive at pitcher. R.I.P. Although oh you shouldn't God. do cocaine in a boat, dude. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Um, I loved Jose. Yeah, well, so did we all. But also don't do cocaine in a boat and drive it 60 miles an hour. That is also true. Please. Um, in the dead of the night. Yes. Uh, into rocks. The... The team is, you don't know anybody on the team, right? No. The only name you know is Starling Marte. They got him in a trade, and he broke his hand getting hit by a pitch. Well, and I've danced with Brian Anderson a little bit in fantasy, and you've sat across from me and been like, why is that guy on your team? And I'm like, ah, I mean, the stats aren't bad. I love him. <laughs> he plays third, yeah, although he only he plays always, first. Yeah, so I get two positions. I can put him in utility. Hey. It's good. Uh, I just want to bravo to the Marlins for actually building a team quickly enough with doing the teardown method. I mean, yeah. look, what did they do? They tanked. They traded away a bunch of good players. Mm-hmm. They were bad to get high draft picks. They've continued to make trades, getting good uh, prospects. The, the Jazz Chisholm guy they got in a, in a deal, in a minor league deal. They also changed ownership in the middle of it, too. Yes, that is true. Which is always like, like we'll see that with the Mets, with, with Cohen coming in. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, what's I just, that going to do? And maybe this is the Yankee fan to me, and maybe I'm biased. But, I mean, everyone just ripped Jeter, right? They ripped him. And he oh. it wasn't just his decision. There's a group of owners for the team. but Oh, and even when they went through COVID, they were like, Jeter's out of his league. He has no idea what he's doing. And now you're kind of like, mm, Well, and so you know, see geez. this, and you're like, maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. He hired away a bunch of scouts. From the Yankees. I mean, he lived the rebirth of the Yanks. Yeah, he did. He is the central focal point. Well, he did two rebirths. He oh, did that the is true. he did the original 95, 96, mm-hmm. where he came up as a rookie. And then they won the World Series in 09 after many, many bad years. Well, uh-huh. bad, quote unquote. Many years of losing in the playoffs for the Yankees, it's bad. And getting young players and rebuilding and then winning a World Series near the end of his career. He's lived through two of them. So he knows what the right way to do it is. People just laugh because you're like, you have all these cornerstone players that are amazing and you're trading them away for what? But hey, look at what he's done. I think what I love so much about this series is this series out of all four of them has the highest character and marketability of all of them. How come? Because these teams don't like each other. It's obvious that the A's don't like the Astros, okay? It's obviously that the Yanks and Rays don't get along. Yep. Dodgers, Padres. There's bad blood in all four of these series. There's bad blood in all four, and that's what makes all four of these series great. But there is, it's so much more, what's the, how do I want to say? It's so much more, the revolution is being televised between the the Marlins and the Braves. Is this the hashtag let the kids play movement you're talking about? Kind of sort Ronald of. Ronald Acuna yep. pimping a home run and then getting hit. And kind then t- of sort of. I apologize for nothing. Yes, yes. The A's and the Astros don't like each other. But look at the A's. They're the kind of organization. They're clean. They're clean. Bob Melvin is an X's and O's guy. He is a fantastic manager and will be the manager of the A's until his last days. He's also milk toast. Right. He's he, they're they're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like let's be real here. They're kind of boring. To where 
And the Astros are cheating scumbags. We know that. Yeah, so you kind of see it, and you're like, all right. And then Yankees, Rays, it's like, okay, you got they money. They threw at each other. Money versus no money. Okay, whatever. Head hunting. Stable guys Padres, 98. You know, we've won the division. You know, who are the new kids on the block? We don't care about you. This is, this is all about Ronald Acuna Jr. This is all about Alcantara. This is all about Ozzy Albies. This is all about old school baseball Don Mattingly. This is all about all of that. Lewis Brinson. Yeah. Miguel Rojas. Yes. Who's that guy? Um, who's that guy? That's what this is about. Yeah, who's the who's the player on the Marlins who's the young, fast outfielder who has so much swag dripping from him? Oh, yeah. He's he's the leadoff hitter. It's not, I don't think it's Brinson. It might be Brinson. Uh it is We all run to our computers. Here. Oh, it's Sierra. Yes. It's yes. Moises Sierra. Yes. That guy is legit. At like, least he's fun to watch. These guys oh, are... Oh, it's not even Moises. I'm thinking of Moises. <laughs> it's Mag... Oh, God. Magnurus. Magni... Magnurus. All of these guys are dripping. I'm going to call him M. These guys are dripping character. They're dripping excitement. And their uniforms are sick. I love, I love, love, the love. All blacks. Now, if you, if you rewind to the beginning of the season, who did I pick to go to the World Series in the National League? You picked the Atlanta Braves. I picked the Atlanta Braves. Yes. And I think a lot of that had to do was I really enjoy watching them. So it's like as the season goes by and we talk about the Padres and we talk about the White Sox and how they're so fun to watch, I'm over here going, uh, I want to watch the Braves. The only thing that I would give against the Braves or go against the Braves for is in that series with the Reds, their style of play came out as ugly as all hell. Agreed. As did the Reds. Agreed. It was it was swing for the fences or nothing else. The Reds scored zero runs. Yes, and the Braves scored three. Yeah. Um, it was ugly, mm-hmm. and there was a ton of strikeouts, mm-hmm. and there was no good situational play. And frankly, in this series, it's kind of the same. They scored two runs on two home runs today. Yesterday's game, they scored five runs on two home runs. So they're not really... We watch playoff baseball and we want the teams to play the the game the right way, quote unquote. And like teams that win the World Series tend to be able to hit home runs because, of course, because it's this this era of baseball, but also they manufacture runs, right? Right. The Braves don't manufacture runs. And I hate that. It's like, yeah, be be powerful. It's fun. But also be able to, in a situation, move a runner over. Um, Right now, most of the teams left in the postseason, I include that the Marlins, uh, the Rays, the Yankees have shown it this series they can do it. The Dodgers, the Padres, um, stupid Astros, the Astros, and the A's. They're all teams that hit for a lot of power. The A's had five freaking home runs today, but they can manufacture runs. The only team right now that can't, now they're up 2 0, so it hasn't mattered yet, is the Braves. I don't know if I agree with that, honestly. At least over these <clears throat> four games I've watched, I think been the, the case. games against the Reds, yes. The game today, yes. Yesterday, I thought was peak Atlanta Braves. I thought yesterday showed what that team can do. And I think they get a spark from their guys. Both those plays from Ozzy Albies at second, like as a five, six and three quarters guy, Ozzy Albies, you're my guy. Come on, baby. He has that diving catch to the left and he has that jump acrobatic catch. I love that stuff. And the Ronald Acuna Jr. stuff 
which I don't necessarily think we need to get into. We can if we really want, but I don't think we need to get into. But the passion and the energy, that's the kind of guy I want to watch. You're telling me, if I tell you, hey, Mike, this guy got hit by a pitch and he walked up the third baseline with the bat in his hand. You're like, what? And I say, yes, this is what I want to watch. That's, like that's the future like of swag? baseball. It is the future of baseball. That's the future of let baseball. Let the kids play. They said it. That's their mantra. Let's do it. I like his swag because it's let the kids play. I Although don't, he is also a little bit cocky and arrogant, so I'm a little confused about your take here. He doesn't come across as a D-bag. You know, are you sure about Bryce that? comes across as a D bag. Machado comes across as a D bag. This guy comes across as I'm 22 and I, you and know, I'm a D bag and I rake home runs. And if you don't like it, then stop throwing me meat, meat, you know, and th- I'm into that. Picky, choosy, picky, choosy, picky, Patrick. And then be picky. Then I'm picky, choosy about entertainment. And this guy is in the playoffs and Bryce Harper is not. And Manny Machado I, is. I love, love this Braves team. Your boy Manny in the playoffs. But I also think it's because they got the MVP of the National League, keeping them all together. Mm. That Freddie Freeman, I'm, I mean. Brian McCann. Oh, right, right. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Those are our, our like boys. clubhouse boys. <laughs> we you you surround those three guys with really talented and even raw players, and they're gonna be better for it. And I think the Braves are better because of that. It's just how I feel. It's just how I feel. Just just how I feel. And we're seeing it on the text line. You are allowed to feel however you feel, Mr. Picky Juicy. He comes across to me as a D-bag, and I get it. I get it. We'll quit throwing him meat pitches in the first inning, and he'll quit hitting, you know, opening dogs. Well, they did, and they threw it at him. Yeah. Hit him in the side. Yeah, because they're afraid he's going to hit a home run. All right, when we come back, we'll slide uh, to Oakland, Houston. Correct. The uh, word- by the way, Ronald Acuna Jr., the first ever leadoff batter in the playoffs to go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're Speaking welcome. of picky and choosy. <laughs> when we come back, we'll go to Houston and Oakland, the team everybody's rooting for and nobody's watching. We'll do that next, but first there's Mike with sports. Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Man, Stevie sounds good right now. I love Stevie Winwood. All right, can the Yankees score four plus runs in the ninth off of Diego Castillo? Let's find out. I'm going to go with no. Especially because Mike Ford is leading off. I don't know why he's in the game, but okay. I've never heard of this man in my life. Yeah, he's their backup first baseman. He's a good power hitter. Well, he looks big. Yeah, look at his tubby butt. Yeah. He does have a big butt. His thighs are huge. His thighs are like the size of my face. Well, so are mine, so. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but I'm so glad you did. (laughs) My legs are tree trunks, man. My thighs and calves are hilariously large. It's one of those things, like, once you get past, like, 5'10", to me, I'm just like, yeah, you people are huge. We interviewed Kevin Davey from Wayfinder. He's a Come big on, guy. Mike Ford. What is, what is happening? We interviewed Kevin Davey for the podcast that gets dropped tomorrow, the Beers on Us podcast that you can get radio.com, 1080thefan.com. Yep. 
Uh, Good little three segmenter. Yeah, and 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 he's a big dude. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, you big people are all the same. But he wasn't that big compared to me, right? Like, I'm, I'm no, you're bigger. Yeah, Mike, you are a freak of nature, my friend. <laughs> you're huge without being huge. I, I'm built wide. Yeah, yeah. Is that a nice way to say it, Mike? You I'm got broad shoulders. Mike, you're tall. You got huge shoulders. You got thick thighs, but you ain't fat. Mm. Well done. I used to be fat. <laughs> You're built like an offensive lineman without looking like an offensive lineman, and that is the biggest the biggest uh, compliment I can give you. That's good, yeah. Well, hey, so, I, I lost some of the, the extra weight there. So, you know, I'm still yeah. heavy, but, you know, it fits. It, look at my body. It fits. You're naturally heavy. Yeah. Mike, I'm heavy. I'm 5'6", oh, and heavy. I'm like 60 pounds less than you. No way. How much do you weigh? 280. Okay, I'm a lot less than you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll switch up. We'll, we'll uh, switch over to the American League as uh, the Oakland Athletics uh, won their game today to make that series two one against Houston. And there's thank God, thank God. There's there's no lie that everybody is rooting against the Astros. Um, and before we get to the A's, I want to touch on the Astros at first. Mike, I'm Back. really scared to say this. They look like the cheating Astros. It looks like they're cheating again. <laughs> it looks like they're cheating again. Yeah, but they're not. I know they're not. I or know if they not. are. They are the biggest idiots in the history of Earth. I know they're not because Altuve is still struggling. Yep. But Springer and Bregman's still struggling. Too, and Bregman Bregman's. is struggling as well. But Springer and Correa are like, oh, postseason, right? I know how to do this. Yeah, Springer might be one of the best postseason hitters in the last decade, and we don't. Really talk about it that much? He, but he just hits bombs. He reminds me of, of uh, Carlos Beltran. Ooh, yeah. Just well, got, is it because of the Astros? No, no. Because that year with the Astros is when he hit right. But Beltran did it in runs. the for the Mets too. Except for when he struck out looking to end the series well, that yeah. one year. Well, you know things happen. Fastball done. Um, Springer and Correa have just kind of showed up now. The Ast- the Astros should they win this series, which. Not because they're up 2-1, but they look like the better team. I think the Chapman injury for Oakland is really killing them. Well, yeah, they don't really have <clears> anybody <throat> in that lineup that should scare you. I mean, I guess right now it's they don't have, what, they don't, they Chad don't have, Pender, right? They don't have dependability. It's just like who's going to be somebody to do something yeah, I mean, on each day. It's Pinder right now. He's hit two big home runs the yeah. last two games. And Lestella's got some good hits, and Simeon was good today, and but they don't have a guy. The Astros are not built to go deep. If they we're watching the Yankee Rays game right now as this game is about, to, about end. to end, uh, both these teams will wipe the floor with the Astros because they don't have the pitching. They got the bullpen. They don't have the starters. Although to be fair, Valdez pitched very well both series. Sure, uh, Urquidy has pitched generally well both sure. series, and McCullers looked good in Game One. Sure. So I mean, yeah, I just don't believe it. Yeah, the names are not as sexy. But... I don't. I don't care about names. Well, the sorry. A's and the Rays and the Marlins are in the playoffs right now. The Mike. Rays starters are Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now, and Charlie Morton. Those okay. are names. Okay, to be fair, those are. Yeah. I love all those guys. I don't like Blake Snell very much, but the other two are good. I like Snell. Snell's personality, it's weird to me. Says the guy who's like, oh, I don't really like Ronald Acuna Jr. I, I, can I be picky Speaking and choosy picky for and a choosy. second? Yeah, you're Blake picky Snell's and personality rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's a gamer, but I don't think the Astros starting pitcher is starting pitching is strong enough, uh, especially with Granky and the issues that he's dealing with. Like if he could throw tomorrow, 
He's got elbow soreness, I guess. Yeah, if he could throw tomorrow, A's win or Astros win, and this goes. I don't know about that. Granky has not looked as good recently as I as I would expect. He's kind of like I still trust Granky more than any other guy they're going to throw out there. Is it weird to say that Granky to me is kind of does nothing for me now? Like, I mean, I love his Ethos curveball; like it's fun, but. I don't know. I kind of feel like Granky's a nothing burger at this point. I think that's I think that's a stretch. He's their best pitcher, but I mean, does he get you excited? Well, Verlander's their best pitcher. Well, Verlander's dead. He just doesn't have an arm. No. Garrett Cole's their best pitcher, but he's on my team now. <laughs> Stupid Astros. Michael Brantley's their best hitter. He just doesn't hit when people are on base. <laughs> Actually, he's been pretty clutch this series. Right? Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> Welcome to Michael Brantley. Single, single, single. <laughs> Guys on second, guys on third, and the Astros are ahead. And the Yankees lose. And the Yankees lose. Right, I can't, well, I can't be more excited to change the channel than I am right oh, now. Oh, boy. Let's watch another boring Dodgers-Padres game. Because um, yesterday's game was awful. I just, think, I just think the A's have everything it takes to be a World Series team. They're just missing the one guy. I, I, do I know not it's ag- easy to say that if they had a Mike Trout, if they had a, a you know, a Juan Soto, a, a Christian Yelich, that would put them over the. It's easy to say that, but I think they they're just too dependent on people in the right moment. They don't uh, have somebody. They don't have a Freddie Freeman. Well, okay, but I, I don't think Matt Chapman is that guy for them because Matt Chapman's been there for years and they still can't win in the playoffs. So it's not him. Yeah, but this is the best team he's ever been on. But they're they're missing something else. There's it's the same thing with the Twins, you know, who who every year make the playoffs and just keep losing and losing and losing and are at what? 18 straight losses now in the postseason. It's there's something more to it than just one piece. You think it's a culture thing? I think it could be a culture thing. I think I sometimes man, I'd love to play for Bob Melvin. I sometimes get tr- get sucked into believing that the the long-term losing streaks are a culture thing, and they they might be. I and think, I'm the opposite. I don't believe in that. I, I think it, it's kind of, like, sexy to me that a team could be so in their own head about losing in the postseason that it just keeps happening over and over again. But, I mean, it's different players. It's different managers. So it, it should not be a consistent thing. The A's don't win in the playoffs. Yeah. They don't. Yes, they beat the White Sox in the first round. But the second the Astros won game one, it was like, well, here's the same old A's again, right? Because the Astros, we don't think, are that good um, this no. year. No, well, they're not. So, they're it's more than just Matt Chapman. There's also a starting pitching problem. They really don't have right now any starters that you trust, any of them, uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, their bullpen's good, mm-hmm. but their best arm is Liam Hendricks, and they've used they've thrown him 200 pitches in the last three games. He has looked good though. He's looked great, but he looks really good today. They don't trust anybody else, which is why they keep burning his arm out. Yeah. Um. There's more than just Matt Chapman being hurt here. The A's are good. They will be good as long as Bob Melvin is there and, and the Billy four players are the there front. and Billy Bean yeah. is there. But they, it's either the constraints of the salary cap for them, or not the salary cap, the constraints of their salary for them, their personal salary cap, I guess, um, or it's just they need a couple of these young guys who look kind of good, like Jesus Lazardo, um, mm-hmm. or or – any of the random hitters, I'll go back to Chad Pinder because I know he's highly regarded. They need them to pop to become the next Mac Chapman at the same time as Matt Chapman because right now it's just Chapman and nobody else. Crush Davis is hitting three thirty three right now in the playoffs. Yeah, with but he three hit like bombs. he hit like one ninety in the regular season. Yeah, and he was zero for four. Today. And last year Ramon Laureano was that guy. He was huge, yeah. and this year he sucked. Yeah. So they need someone to 
elevate themselves to consistently be that guy. And Simeon's a good player, good hitter, but a disaster in the field. Yeah, and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Last year, fantastic. Yeah. MVP candidate last yeah, year. That's true. And Had him on my fantasy. Did we team. talk about him this year? Not at all. No. They need a couple of those guys. They need more than just Matt Chapman. I think even if they had a Freddie Freeman, I don't think that changes it for them. Oh, God. I mean, Freddie Freeman's great, but they need more <clears throat> than just that. God, I guess I'm just, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. Because they're like the little A's that could, the no. cute, cute little Oakland A's? No, because they're the future Portland A's. That's why I'm rooting for no, them. I think it's the future Portland <clears throat> Rays, right? Yeah, yeah, the Portland A's are the Portland Rays. All right, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, playoff structure and how this is. I think I think we have a lot to say about the next two series that I want to give it its due diligence as we've as we've gone over in time a little bit. So I'd like to I'd like to reset a little bit and chat uh, playoff structure and how this year has looked with the sixteen teams, no days off, things like that. We'll do all that next. This is the hot corner on ten eighty the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Well, we've got some stunning developments going here. Uh, Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer just went back-to-back off Clayton Kershaw. Playoff Clayton is back, baby! Top of the sixth. uh, He's actually pitched great this game. Dodgers up 4-3. Kershaw has pitched fantastic, and we will get to that in a little bit. But Kershaw just gives up back-to-back dingers. Uh, with Tommy Pham at the plate right now. Go back to back to back, Padres. Um, this it. thing just got a little exciting. And, and uh, you know, we will get to Padres Dodgers in a little bit. But uh, after watching game one, it is quite refreshing as a non uh, without a rooting interest. Uh, someone just watching this game. Maybe this series is a series. Hey, Clayton Kershaw, you want to go drive into the outfield and catch that ball? <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, he made like. Two million off that commercial. Oh, that's great. Oh, let's see. Did Hosmer <clears throat> do something? I, wa- I wanted Hosmer to do a Machado. Because no, Machado threw the bat and Machado screamed. grabbed the bat in his palm of his of his non-dominant hand and then threw it at the dugout and yelled as he started to run around. And now yeah. he's looking at him in the dugout. As and he was the Hosmer first guy it. over the... You know what? You know what? That is a let the kids play. That is a that is not a cocky and arrogant move. That is a great teammate positive mood right that there. That is passion, flashy, excitement. That is flashy and confident. Yes. Yeah. Are you changing your mind on Manny Machado? I mean, he was on my fantasy team all year, dude. I think Tatis rubbed off on him, and now like the two of them are just like super bros. Well, Tatis is the kid. Yeah. And but Tatis has all the personality. And Machado is the older brother. Mm. He's the like. He's like the proud older brother. He's now. the proud older brother. He's like, I'm better than you, now. This I might, I might not be better than you in a couple years. This text says, by the way, we don't have a rooting interest. You're rooting against, or we do. You guys are rooting against Clayton Kershaw. I am not rooting against a no. Hall of Fame lefty that throws the nastiest curveball since Clayton, Ker- since uh, Sandy Koufax, since himself. Yeah. Um. I. I am not rooting against Clayton Kershaw. Nope, I think it's never funny. have. I think it's funny. When good players suck on the big stage forever. And, and I don't. I'm well, the opposite I'm just of you. the jerk. No, you're not a jerk, Mike. You're not a jerk. <laughs> it's entertainment. 
It's entertainment. I am not that. As as like watching David Price in the playoffs. Mm. Well, I don't like Just David. Feed me that all I day. don't like David Price, so I'm into that. But as Keep much as much as I had issues with Alex in his career, yeah, I did not like seeing him struggle in the playoffs. Well, I didn't like it because he was on my team, but um, I could understand why people would have liked that for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, easy, easy. Like Alex is a very hateable guy, but a when a Rod was in the playoffs and struggled, it frustrated me. Because I would watch and be like, why are you so bad? And Kershaw's the same thing to me. Is it interesting? It's like you are one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Why are you so bad? This is right a now. totally tan tangential. Is that the word? Thought? Um, well, that's what we're doing right now, so go for it. You just said, Alex, and all of us, baseball fan collective, know who you're talking about. Yeah. Now, you can say Clayton. You could say many other Mick, Mickey, Bryce, Bryce. You could say any many names, mm -hmm. but Alex is a very common name. Hank, and you say Alex, and we all know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of interesting? That he was such a big player, even though he had a very common name, mm -hmm. that you would say it, and it people would know what it is. Now you might be able to say Derek, but most people considered him Jeter. He was mm -hmm. Jeets. Jeets. Um, he no, wasn't Derek. Too. Um, and A-Rod was A-Rod, but you say Alex, and you still know who you're talking about. Isn't yeah. that kind of interesting? It's just a weird tangent in my brain. It was like, oh, let's... Uh, let's yeah, you would go. never say Ken. You'd never be like, you know, when no. I was watching Ken play, you'd you, be like, you, you, are you... Junior. Like, are you talking about Caminiti? Like, the steroid dude? <laughs> Ken Giles? I'm like, no, I'm talking about the kid. And they're like, why don't you call him the kid? Or, or Griffey? Yeah, or Junior. I call him Junior. Yeah, I'd, I've never really referred to Alex Rodriguez as Alex. But you do on the show. Do I? Yeah. You often say Alex. Oh. And that's where I, it kind of caught me. It's like, hmm. huh. Huh. I never I never realized that. Like you, you, you would say Barry. That's not Barry Bonds. It's just Barry. Oh. Interesting. Bonds, Bonds is Bonds. You started talking about it. You were like, isn't it weird that you just said Alex and we all knew? And I was like, oh, well, maybe we're all baseball people. Well, that's what I'm saying. But right, among but baseball I, circles. But I didn't realize that I always just call him Alex. You got to remember, and we were going to talk about playoff format and structure, but that's obviously adios. Yeah. We're not on 1080 the fan for nothing if we can't <laughs> blow segments without having any plan whatsoever. But we learned from the best Isaac and Stuke. But I mean, if if you listen to this little baseball show that we do, you know, you're probably around our age and you know that I firmly believe that one of the greatest players I have ever seen play baseball is Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Steroids, yes. no steroids. I mean, yes, steroids. Yes. Um, but if you take that out of the equation, there are very few people that I enjoyed watching more than Alex. And it's probably the kid number one and Trout two and then Alex three. And Alex might actually be more than Trout. Um, and and I'm not counting pitchers because I'm a I'm a huge Glavin Pedro Bob Gibson R.I.P. I'm sure you're going to get into that at some point later. I in the show. totally forgot to talk about Bob Gibson. Oh, 8:45 is calling your name. Sup, baby. Uh, <laughs> although we usually just BS in that segment anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I can lay out and let you wax poetic about your favorite pitcher. The uh, so currently in baseball, right meow, right meow, Bryce, good option. 
Who is the most notable first name only player, pitcher, hitter, doesn't matter, in baseball right now? Is it Bryce? Probably. Is it Clayton? No, it's probably Bryce. If you're talking first name. First name basis only. First name, it's probably Bryce. Okay. I could probably, Kershaw's probably go there Kershaw. Is he? When we talk about Kershaw, we talk Kershaw. Okay. When I when I wax on poetically about how much I hate Bryce Harper, it's always Bryce. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just to go through the teams in my head. Yachty? Yeah. But that's a nickname. You don't say Yachtier. Or no, no, I say Yachty. Just like Frankie instead of Francisco. Frankie. But Bryce is his actual name. Simple name. Bryce is Fairly his common. Name. But it's yeah, Bryce. I'd probably say Bryce. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Bryce is the current Alex. Is the current Alex. Common name that everyone knows who you're talking but about. But do you think... Oh, wow, that's, but that's Alex is, such an interesting see, that's conversation. The thing. Bryce is the only Bryce in the MLB as far as I know. Right. I mean, there might be one in... You know, low low level player, low level player. Right. Alex was not the only Alex. No. There were a ton of Alex Cora, Alex Gonzalez, Alex Cintron. All yeah. these guys were Let's playing. Let's not forget Alex Gonzalez and that muffed uh, ball to short that cost them the World Series. Not Bartman. It cost them the NLCS. But you know what I mean. Yeah, but the play wouldn't have happened if Moises oh, Lewis caught the ball down here. the right field get line. Get out of here! I watched it the other day and I was like, you didn't catch the ball. Don't make an error at short. He wasn't going to catch the ball because Steve Armand reached over there. Oh my god! Moises Lewis was catching that ball. I know. I did notice that. I was like, oh, he actually could catch that. Everyone ball. always says like, oh, he he had no chance. Watch the replays, guys. I, know, I thought it was further in. No, Bartman was right on the edge. They've actually since that they've actually added more seats. Mm-hmm. So the Bartman seats like eight in or now mm-hmm. or ten in or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Lynch would have reached. Fisher would have reached. Harris would have reached. Moises Alou would have reached. You know what? I would have had the wherewithal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's high and mighty Mike Lynch. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I would have certainly reached for the ball. I'd be checking out my surroundings. Is Moises Alou coming? Oh, I can't touch the ball now. Who's got a beer around me? Do you think one of these people might throw it at me? <laughs> Maybe I can take it and catch the ball in the cup. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Steal their beer. If Bartman catches it in a beer cup, are people like, yeah? And chugs and then chugs it. <laughs> chug, 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 And all chug. of a sudden, Steve Bartman is the most famous Chicago Cubs fan yeah. ever instead of the most hated. And then Alex Gonzalez muffs that play at short, and they're like, you're the reason. Oh, this person says Stanton Giancarlo. A Giancarlo? Well, his name's Giancarlo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's accurate to the conversation. Yes. We didn't say anything about, you know, intricate, exotic, untraditional Although names. I did say, because it's such a basic name, it's interesting that Alex sticks. Right, right, right. But I also still call him Mike Stanton. Well, you call you me know. Giancarlo Lynch now. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Because I'm so muscular. So muscular. Oh, and yeah. just those jacks are just amazing. <laughs> Five in a row, baby. Thank you. <laughs> yep, anytime. All right, when we come back, let's dive into this Yankees-Rays series as it's probably the most prominent, the most exciting, and the best matchup of all four. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 